Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick. You can check us out at hypercleanstore.com. You can also go join the Hyperclean Specialist Group at Facebook. That group's a lot of fun, guys sharing work asking questions, sharing different uses of products, et cetera. If you aren't there, you're kind of missing out. Got a pretty exciting announcement. Early next week, we should have the release of a glass cleaner. Keep an eye on that. As many of you know that have listened to me, I have never in the last 10 years used a glass cleaner until we developed this one. And I used it on all the cars this week. Team used it and we're ready to go, ready to rock and roll. Marty and I put the finishing touches so look out for that on HyperClean Store earlier next week. Going to talk about big announcements this week. We got Ferrari launching an SUV that they will not use the words or letters SUV. They call it their four-seater. The Puro Sangue, which I believe means purebred. 715 horsepower V12 suicide doors. For those of you that have followed HyperClean Nick on Instagram, I had this information inside the factory at Ferrari. I set, shared a picture about a year ago on Instagram stories. This has been in the works for a long time. Why are they doing it? You got a price tag of well over 400000 That may come down with the economy and the situation that's going to be in. But all signs are they're going to sell out of these things. Why? Well, I think you can look to Porsche. Look at what Porsche does with Cayenne and Macan. They sell a ton of them. Look at BMW X3, 5, and 7. Let's look at the GLA and GLC through Mercedes. But mainly, let's look at the luxury sports car brand Porsche. Porsche sells a bunch of Cayennes, especially the high-priced one, at 185 grand and above, as a way for people to start to build towards an allocation of GT cars. Ferrari legendarily has had an argument with Jay Leno about their process of wanting to get you in a pipeline. But now here's the real story. This allows people to get themselves into the allocation process of the brand new Ferrari sports car, uh, whether that be 458 or 488 in history and pastime or whether that be you want to get a Tributo, or you want to get an 812 GTS, or whatever the case may be, right? So you want to get an 812 uh, Comp, excuse me, I misspoke there. I kind of, uh, the Comp was, was, was and is a great car if you haven't driven it. But anyway, so Ferrari's now going to continue to build out its allocation program by saying, hey, you got to buy our SUV, you got to buy a Ferrari California, you got to buy a Portofino, you got to buy all of these things to get into our pipeline. So make no mistake about it. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about this car, this SUV this week. We knew it was coming for a long time. We know Ferrari really doesn't want to build it, but they know financially they have to build it. SUVs are the most powerful player in the market. Right across the board, everybody's buying mid-size SUVs, and you've got to be in the market if you're a Ferrari. You can't just sit there and scratch your head and say, "I don't want to do that." The bottom line is, it also gives you power to build out an even bigger allocation program. 
And that's really what Porsche and Ferrari make a ton of money on. And so that's the real story behind this quote unquote four seater. Why they don't want to call it an SUV is because this is Ferrari's branding. Ferrari wants to be different. They don't want to be seen as following the crowd when that's exactly what they're doing. Ferrari has struggled with quality control issues over the years and all kinds of different things because it's a brand that's not real honest of, of itself and ask a lot of itself. It asks a lot of you, the consumer. Look, there's no doubt about it. Ferrari speaks to me. It's one of the first rare cars I've ever, ever got to work on. I align. If you look around here in my office, I got all Ferraris and you know a couple Porsches here and there on photos. For me, it's just a brand that I like the design. I like the Italian sounding engine. It speaks to me more as a car person. But the 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 quality control issues and all the things they've had a problem with over the years. There's no doubt that this SUV comes really late in the game because internally they didn't want to build it. And if they don't want to build it, I'm kind of interesting to see the kind of problems they have with it. Uh, to be pretty upfront with you, I think this could be a disaster if they don't take the quality seriously. Because one thing is, is if somebody buys a Lamborghini Urus, they know it's going to be okay because Audi's basically building the Q8. The question you have with Ferrari is, are they going to understand that this could be a grocery getter for a really wealthy family, but they don't want to be broken down on the side of the road? And they don't want to have it in the shop all the time. So I think this is going to be an interesting thing to watch with Ferrari. The next big news of the in the exotic market this week was Pagani releasing a new vehicle. They're releasing the Utopia V12, 865 horsepower. Obviously, it's a Mercedes AMG by turbo engine. But here's the real news. Seven-speed gated manual. I keep saying this. The companies that start to buck the trend in this luxury market are going to get a lot of sales. Hey, look, nobody drives their Pagani all day, every day. There's no reason not to build it as a manual, but you have so many people coming into the ownership market that are not manual drivers because maybe they never even learned to drive a manual. Maybe they grew up. The first cars they bought were, were paddle shifters. They then go into a PDK and every car they've ever driven really isn't a manual. But if you're Pagani, there's really no argument to not have it be a manual. So it's great to see that they're going to build this car. The question is, when do we see it? How many do we see? How great is it in person? I like some of the redesign. Some of the, some of the, the wireless stuff to me, I'd never loved, but I've always respected the design quality of Pagani. Now the question is, how fun is it going to be able to, how fun is it going to be to drive? Well, with a seven-speed gated manual, which is what the announcement said, it's going to be pretty interesting to see this car in person. Let's go down the list here. One of the things that all car companies are betting on is that you, the consumer, want to go electric. I think this is interesting for detailers out there because the electric world is just vastly different from the car owner that, that has a Porsche GT3. But here's the interesting part of it. Not every car brand is bought into going full electric. And Toyota, basically, I think the largest automaker, one of the top two largest automakers in the world, is not going full electric. They're really hanging back and watching this thing play out. And, and it's kind of strange 
because the Toyota Prius was the real jump into the hybrid market, right? That's what really popularized all of it. I know we had the Chevy Volt and whatnot, but Toyota Prius was applauded for years. I mean, well over a decade or more. I mean, that, that's probably going on 15 years. And Toyota hit a home run. Prius sells a lot. They have the hybrid Highlander. They have hybrids all over the place. I think the future is hybrid. You know, I, I personally don't believe all electric is going to really last in some of these brands because, you know, a challenger or a charger driver in an apartment complex is going to have a hard time. How are you going to charge your car? What about the global charging network? It's, it's a disaster. I mean, Volkswagen owns Charge America, I believe, and it, that, whole, that whole infrastructure is flawed. Ford and others are not going to invest in building out that infrastructure. Now you got to wait for the government. And by the time the government steps in, it could be too late because it's not that easy. So are we going to see companies reverse into hybrid mode? I don't think so. But I think one of the things I read this week about Toyota is it's very curious that a company that was so in on hybrid so early and did it so well has not really announced that this full electric lineup, like so many other car manufacturers, that is one thing that I think is pretty interesting when you think about it from all of these different angles. One of the things that I want to get across is you got to keep your eye on this as a detailer for one simple reason. Because electric ownership is very different than gas ownership. We're going to see electric ownership be very, 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 very limited in a lot of different ways. So I think it's something to, I want to say this because I got a lot of questions. We got a lot of guys that are seeing money dry up and maybe you're not as busy. Guys, stick through this time. I want to talk to the detailers out there. Things are going to get a little rocky here. We know that some of you have already felt that, but keep to what you're doing. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you continue to work it. I think one of the most important things right now is not to panic. Got a lot of text messages this week. Got a lot of different input this week uh, from people that may start to see it slow down, whatever. If you have a solid plan, if you've done right with your money, don't panic now. Go out into the market, get aggressive, work your ass off. You may have to work double what you're used to to get the same money, but all of the smoke will clear and you'll come out the other side and you'll have a better business. But I want to encourage everybody today that's struggling out there because we've all get there is to do your best to stick to a plan. Keep going out there. Keep marketing yourself. Keep shaking hands and kissing babies. I promise you'll get through all of this. I wanted to leave with that encouragement today because I got a lot of texts and calls and emails this week stating, hey, things are getting a little haywire in my area. It's all good, man. You need to make sure that you understand this is going to happen. We've been telling you guys for six to eight months because we were getting word six to eight months ago, people were struggling. Maybe it wasn't you. By all accounts, guys, stick with it. Keep working. And I promise you'll come out the other end. Everybody have a great weekend. Again, go check us out in the Facebook group, group Hyper Clean Specialists. And you guys have a great weekend.